and welcome to the spoiler cast, the show where we talk about movies and we don't care about spoiling them. My name is Tobias, and with me as always is my sister and trusted co-host Rebecca. Hello. Hello. And in today's episode, we are talking about uh, the brand new action spectacle fourth part in the John Wick trilogy. It's John Wick Chapter Four. Yes, um, we just saw, well, we didn't, no, no, at the time of recording, we saw it uh, two days ago? Two, yeah, two nights ago. Two nights ago. Uh, we caught a, 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 a little sneak preview um, here in Sweden, 21st, I don't know, where, where, I don't know, I don't know the release, I think it's released to, today, originally, I don't know, whatever. Um, Something like that, yeah. Yeah, we saw it, we, 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 we sat through all, almost three hours of it. And uh, I've been itching to talk about it, or I was then. I don't know if I am now, but uh, yeah. Life got in the way, yeah. <laughs> as usual. Yeah, work, work got in the way, basically. Um, yeah. So let's talk about it. Yes. Where do we want to start? Um, I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. I'll I'll start by saying this. Um, just looking at the meta scores. And I think uh, the audience scores as well. I might be wrong, but I'm looking it up. This is the highest ranked? No, wait. Oh, is that true? Yes, it is. Huh. By far. Like, all the other ones, uh, the user score on IMDb is 7.4 for all of them. Um, and, of course, the meta score has been going up steadily. 68 on the first one. Uh, 75, oh wait, 75 on the second one, and 73 on the third one, okay. Um, but this new one has an 8.7 user score, and a 78 meta score, so it's the highest one so far. Yeah. But I gotta say, I thought this was the worst one since the first one. Yes, and I agree, actually. That being said... Two reasons. Yeah, but I guess it. That being said, this is still one of the best movies I've ever seen. Oh, oh yes. No, <laughs> I'm just yes. saying, like, in a, My in, a, God. In, a, in a franchise of masterpieces, this is not the best one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it like, is, though. In, in certain aspects, I certain would say aspects. it is. Oh, yes. Certain aspects, yes. And in we, certain aspects, it's not. Yes. So you said you have two main reasons why you think it's the worst one since the first one. Yes. That's a cool slogan. The worst one since the first one. You gotta do something with that. Anyway, your two main um, reasons. Well, the the main, main reason is it's almost too comedic. There's too much funny moments, too many ha-has that just... Or silly moments, I suppose. It, it, I don't know. It just felt like they're making fun of it a bit. Well... I think I I think like the main plot and the main story is not funny at all. It's very no, 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 no. very heavy and dour. It's almost like fateful. Like this it's this this heavy feeling of like doom and gloom hanging over it because yes. you know this is the end. You know this this is it. Um, yes. E- you know even even we can, we kind of knew this was gonna be the final one. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Not saying more than that right now. Um, but yes. The and I, I gotta say, like the first one is a lot funnier than this one. Like, like uh, Michael Michael Nyqvist, Michael Nyqvist as uh, <clears throat> uh, whatever Russian his name dude? is, N- not Josef, that's the son. Uh, whatever, Vigo v- Vigo Tarasov. Yeah, he is like hamming it up big oh, time. Yeah. Sure. Um, and that that movie is more like quippy with all that. Yes. Doing a little spring cleaning, John. Yeah, Jimmy. All but that it's, stuff. It's quippy. Yeah. Where in chapter four is almost slapstick. Yes, because I'm gonna say here the action is so over the top, like deliberately, yes. like insane that you just laugh. I you found also my- have um, a character that literally revs up his hand to punch yeah. someone. Yes, which looks stupid, but it kind of worked for the character. We have a, so it was a funny thing. Yeah, Donnie Yen playing Kane, aka yes. the, the Saruichi, the blind swordsman, which is a classic, like okay, I guess Japanese thing. He's Chinese, but still, 
um, a, bl- a blind, you know, warrior. It's, it's, it's like this this thing, you know, it's a, it's a stereotype yeah. or a trope in action movies. Um, either way, yeah, you have stuff like that. But I, I, I also think that it's because more and more of these movies have been inspired by, um, like, uh, like kung fu cinema of 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 like the seventies and eighties. Well, seventies yes. mostly. Um, especially this one where they spend they even spend a lot of the runtime in Japan. Where the first one was more like, oh, we're gonna incorporate some MMA into the action scenes, and then you know they kind of they expanded on that in the second and third movie. This is this is a full on like, um, uh, yeah, kung fu movie, or like samurai movie yeah. uh, at times. And it that's like worked. I said, yeah, oh, well, definitely worked, and it's always been there in the other ones as well. <laughs> I mean, there, he, John Wick is li- he's literally a samurai uh, yeah. who then becomes a Ronin, basically. Um, you know, a, a masterless samurai. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's oh, cla- yes. it's classic stuff, like obviously. And I mean, you you've you've had bun- a bunch of bunch of martial arts stars in in the in the other movies, especially the third one. Yeah. You had a bunch of people from the raid movies, and you had um, uh, what the fuck's his name? Brandon Lee, I think. Isn't that the guy? Or am I? No, I'm thinking of someone else. Damn it. Now I need uh, to look that up. But you mean, do you mean the guy who played Zero? Zero, yeah, Mark DeCasco, Mark, sorry. Yeah, the Mark DeCasco. Mark DeCasco, I mixed, mixed them up because they both played the crow. Mark DeCasco <laughs> played the crow in the sequels, and Brandon Lee played him in the original. Yeah. But either way, he's known for, like, action movies, like, che- cheesy 90s action movies and, like, uh, you know, fight fight movies, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stuff like that. So here here it's just, it's, it's full on. Yeah. Um, Which was a bit of a, it was a nice contrast to um, the very, because the first two movies, at least, I think is very Russian and Russian heavy with the all the bad guys, or all, well, not all the bad guys, but a bunch of them being from the Russian mobs. First one is Russian mob, second one is Italian mob, I suppose. Third one is uh, a that's mix. That's true, that's true. Third one is a mix. But here it's definitely, right. yeah, more Asian inspired. With yes. with actors like Donnie Yen and Hideyoko Sanada, Rina Sawayama, uh, like people you actually recognize from other like uh, movies. Except for I, I asked you if, if Rina Sawayama is a is an actress. She's a or singer. Or no, a singer. I mean, a singer. Yeah, yeah. she is. Name. And she is. Yes, I don't think I've heard. She's a any Japanese music, though, British but... pop superstar. Yeah, but I've 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 heard her name before. I just haven't heard her music. I have to say, she did a fantastic job. She was good. Yeah, she was good. She sold it. Um, definitely. Yeah, definitely action. It shows that you know, and anyone with sufficient training can become an action star. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I mean, she did the acting pretty well as well. Yeah, she was fine. Ah, yeah, she was fine. <laughs> I'm not gonna say more than that. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're you're right. Like like the action, um, and some of the dialogue, especially mm. Lawrence Fishburne, um, is oh, is, is a lot a more funny. Like not not like yes. <laughs> jokey funny. Like it's just silly. It's ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. And it kind of works, but at the same time, it was a bit much eventually. It was a bit much, and but I I, I also think that because these movies have always tried to like um, one up the last one. Yes. Not specifically in like body count because that was a big thing that he killed more people in the second movie than the third movie, but definitely the action was bigger in the third one. It's I think I I don't know if I mentioned it to you or if I said it to my boyfriend. It's like the uh, the the Fast and Furious of like martial arts or, yes. or um, just um, action in general, like yeah. physical action, not cars. They're trying to they're trying to go bigger every time. Yeah. Um, and I talked about that on briefly on my my I made some letterbox reviews for the movies that you know in the third one it didn't specifically go bigger in scale or like in, in body count or anything, but it went deeper into like lore and stuff. I mean, they yes. literally have like the elder sitting atop the table that everyone mm-hmm. sits under or at, you know, it's like, uh, it almost becomes like mythical. And yeah. we, and we talked briefly about that, uh, when we were having dinner before the movie, how, how, uh, uh, the, the filmmakers and the writers have both humanized a, a myth, which is, uh, the boogeyman, Baba Yaga, John Wick, but at the same time mythologized John Wick at this point, doing both, but like crisscrossing it. Start. He starts out as a legend, and in the third movie becomes a man, 
But during the course of the first, second, and third movie, he goes from just being a man into becoming a legend through the actions of the movies. Yeah. Um, and it kind of culminates in this one, where um, he is the most human in this one. He is the most human. He's the most but at the same vulnerable, time, the most I'd in- say. Yeah, the most vulnerable, but at the same time, the most invulnerable. He never, because... he never gets shot. No, they but re- you know why? I know why. They, they the whole, the whole body suit, uh, um, bulletproof, the armored, uh, yeah, the yeah, armored suit, which they introduced in the suit. second movie, and really perfected in this one. Well, perfected. I don't know if they kind of abused it in this yeah. one because he's constantly being being shot and just like, oh, oh, that's like how he like notices. The... Oh, there's more people behind me because they're shooting me in the back. The vampire thing. Yeah, pulling, pulling up the uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, which which they were doing like sparingly in the second, especially the second movie, where he's yes. like actually still getting hurt when they shoot him. Here's just like bang, 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 bang. Oh, whatever. And but they did make a on. joke out of it as well when he took the jacket off. And yeah, and you hear the bullets fall out. Yeah. Um, that was one of the thing. Like it's just like he gets shot hundreds of times and doesn't have a scratch on him. That was that was I. Technically, it's one of the things that bothered me, but at the same time, it doesn't because they're making fun of it a little bit. Yeah. Um, that it's it's too convenient that mm-hmm. they're all wearing body armor without wearing body armor. Yeah. So, like, why would you even try and shoot someone? Because they all know that everyone has that kind of suit. I guess you're trying to go for because it's still trying only... to go for the head. Obviously. Yeah, because their shirt is still just a shirt. It's only the jacket that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess the head. Yeah. Um, and he does kill some people with his gun, but most sure. of them, yeah, he just has to, like, shoot at them and realize, oh, shit, they also have body armor, ah, I gotta snap their necks or whatever. Yeah, or at least get them down so I can shoot them in the head properly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just- Which is just, why every fight scene took three times as long as it could yes, have. <laughs> every fight scene is so long, and we gotta talk, because I, I honestly think the first one is the longest one, the one in the Kyoto Continental. Osaka, um, you mean? Oh, sorry. What is? I thought it was Kyoto. No, it's the Osaka. Continental. Oh, okay. Sorry, uh, the Osaka Continental. Um, there's a there's a video game element to that one specifically. There is. Where there's waves oh, okay, of enemies, yeah. literally waves of enemies. <laughs> yeah, and it goes on for so long. Um, yeah. I'm not joking. If it's like 25. No, no, no. Probably 30, 30 minutes. minutes long. Constant. Especially if you count and not like pa- well some pauses, but literally like a few minutes of it is paused. Rest is him fighting and killing people with various and, weapons. And the pauses are almost literally them walking into another room and it starts over. <laughs> yes, and it just never stops. There's just wave after wave after wave after wave after wave after wave of bad guys. They just switch um, location. They just change the location a little bit. That's yeah, it. and he just keeps killing them. Um, However, I, yeah, <laughs> that was also one of my favorite bits of the movie because every single frame was a fucking painting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was gonna get to that as well. Like what? What's the best thing in this movie is the cinematography. Oh, yeah. It's, it's been very good, especially oh in the second and third movie. And now yes. But, yeah, this one, it looks so good. Especially like, in, in Osaka when they have all the neon All the and neon stuff. lights, yeah. Oh. The, the scenes where they go up to this, like, I don't know if it's like a roof patio or whatever, yeah. uh, to, drink, to drink tea. And he's just standing there and the red is coloring him, but he's yes. still super black because he's wearing all black uh. and it's middle of the night. It is so... Good looking. Um, yes. It is insane how good this movie looks. And not just that, like all the cinematography, all the like movements in the fights and mm-hmm. everything, it is fucking flawless. Um, yeah. yeah. That's, I was that's constantly the big just sitting there looking at it like, this is probably the most beautiful film I've ever seen. Yeah. Just and by you, looks. <laughs> you, well, that's pushing it, but it's one of them. One of yeah. One of At the moment, when you're in trance, oh, sure, sure, it's sure, like, sure. oh my god. Um, But then you have uh, even even scenes that aren't action, like uh, uh, 
what, what's his name? Uh, Bill Skarsgård's uh, ca- character. The Marquis Bisset de Grandmont. Yeah, he's just listed as Marquis. No one has oh, okay. time to write that name. <laughs> no, they, they start by saying his full name. Marquis Bisset de Grandmont. But then it becomes Marquis de Grandmont. And then it's just Marquis. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it's too long. Um, like when they're in his office, or I guess like his temporary office in New York, yeah. um, and the the sun is is uh, lighting up everything. There's these big columns. He is impeccably dressed, and oh, yeah. he, um, uh, when he like, you can see that the sand is running down because the movie starts with, of course, um, the New York Continental again being condemned, not deconsecrated, just being condemned this time. Yes. Like, this is it, because they changed their mind, I suppose, between the third and fourth movies. Um, yeah, someone else I mean, they, they, do, they do explain it, but whatever. It's a little yeah. like, oh, didn't we already do this? Uh, in the last but they movie? do finish that one kind of quick. They do, they do. Um, but yeah, so he goes to talk to the the new guy at the, ta- the, t- at the table, the Marquis. Um, the guy at the table is sent out to, like, clean up, basically. Yeah, basically. Um and he, yeah, and he sees this as a, as a chance to climb up to the table. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, there's all this this like heavy dialogue between them and these long pauses. That was like they start right away with just showing like this is the biggest movie yet. Yes. And also like we have three hours, we're gonna take our time. There's literally he literally pauses in between pouring sugar into his coffee like. Slowly, just to drag methodically, it. for two reasons, he's dragging out for us, the audience, yeah, to but, make a statement, sort of. But it's also for Winston because his time is literally re- running out. Yeah, yeah. And I, but I, I, I admire that. I admire when a movie takes its time. Yeah. But I gotta say, two hours and forty minutes is too long. It was too long. It was a bit long. There were moments where I was like, first off. You're repeating yourself. Yes. On on, uh, like, for a reason they wanted to. It wasn't on accident, really. But it it got a bit silly and a bit much. It was a bit much. And I mean, I never really sat there going, "Okay, just be done," except for one time. Yeah, the the final big fight scene the, was the just staircase. Was but just... it was at the same time they had fun with it. We'll get to yes. that, I suppose. We'll yes. talk more more details in the spoiler section. Um, but I did enjoy all those scenes, and I'm, I was like, almost like, if I if I close my eyes and don't think that this is John Wick Chapter Four, I'm like, this is like a big, like heavy Oscar bait movie. But it's you know, could've, it could have been because dialogue is well written. The actor, yeah. especially Bill Skarsgård, is I think he was great as the oh, Marquis. Yeah. He was great, like genuinely, like a great performance. Not just like, oh, good for an action. No, no, he was like, it was a great performance. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it, it, he, like... He fit out, the role I, as well. Yeah. Because he, as such a tall and skinny person, he was menacing somehow. Yeah. Um, but still looks like so, But still looks like a kid. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, a, like, a, like a, you know, born with a silver spoon in his mouth. Yes. Yeah. But then comparing him, obviously, to... Specifically to Ian McShane when they have their discussion scene. Yeah. The the height difference. Yeah. <laughs> it works. And that's it another, another thing, that you know, was a, yeah. Great casting. Yeah, it's, it's, um, He's a good villain. What's it called? Yeah, no, but it, it's it's uh, when you um it's great proportions in a photo, there's a word for it. Oh I I don't know. Or a, a way to say it better. But you know what I mean. It's yeah. very well proportionate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh and that was, because th- this movie is basically how many action scenes you have. You have the op- the the Osaka action scene, you have the Berlin action scene in the club Himmel und Hölle. Mm-hmm. Then you have um, uh, well Chase. When the, it's in Paris, I think the Arc de Triomphe. Yes, the 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 various street locations of Paris. Yeah. Uh, which ends in the yeah uh, l'arc de triomphe, and then of course the the two hundred sixteen steps. That's yeah. basically there's like four big action scenes, which is insane. Really, there's only four big action scenes. There are no like smaller connecting ones. There's just four really long action scenes. Yeah, that's true. I think. And then it's the ending. And, and there's be- a couple of like random talk scenes in between. Yeah, exactly. Then it's it's connected by these. 
long, slow, methodical scenes of people talking about fate, death, life, uh, rules, consequences. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's well, there's one more which I that was like they could honestly could have cut that out. Him, him chasing down the the elder and killing the elder. Oh, you mean like the the very strange intro? <laughs> yeah, that was like f- four minutes of him like undoing what he did in the in the third movie, like saying like I want yeah. my ring back, and he's like you can't, and if you kill me, another elder will take over. Meh, meh, and then he kills. Yeah, that was the one thing I didn't really understand, to be honest. Well, it's just to say that this is a it's um it's a it's a faceless corporation basically it's not it's not there's no one person who rules no, even like, the, even the elder can be replaced sure but why did he want his ring back cuz it's his wedding ring oh right, right. that's the whole thing he he's doing yeah. this for his wife yeah, yeah no 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 yeah but i was thinking about like because the ending of number 3 is that he um he gets the chance to redeem himself and yeah. get rid of it all by it, he he it's symbolic his finger yeah it's a symbolic he has gesture to kill Winston, right? Yeah, but it's a symbolic gesture that he gives up the one thing he's fighting for, the, the memory of his wife. Yes. He's basically giving up by giving away the ring. But yeah. then when he gets betrayed by Winston and the table, you know, the, the corporation yes. or whatever you call it, then of course, he, well now then he's, he's he prepared for war, now it's war. So then he, of course he goes back because he wants his ring. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just, like, I don't know. It's a bit that, unnecessary. That could have just been him walking into the tent and saying, "I want my ring back." Yeah, he didn't have to have the horse chase because it was it was aw- very that being short, the first very very awkward him shooting on horseback. Yeah. It looked weird. It was a weird way to start a movie. <laughs> he <laughs> funny you say awkward. Keanu Reeves is a bit awkward <laughs> at times. <laughs> well, he's always been awkward. Yeah, yeah, but like when he's walking, he looks so uncomfortable. And he, it doesn't look like he's walking uncomfortably because his character is hurt. It just looks like his legs are yeah, but the wrong way we, or something. Haven't we talked about that? That he's he he's always looked funny when he runs, and you can we tell probably have he's but walking it's... as well. Oh, okay. I also I, I do, do you call him bow legged when you know yeah, your legs are so. bit, yeah. He's always looked a little funny, you know. <laughs> I just it was just so apparent here for some reason. Well, he is getting he older. He looks very cool usually but then he started running or walking like dude <laughs> yeah he is getting older he's but yeah this is old? this is this is 9 years since the first movie so just that i mean he's aged basically 10 years since the first movie and i mean he is uh he is 59 this year he's 58 so he's 58 when he shot the movie that's that's old especially yeah. like sure there's a bunch of old action stars but there's no one who's 58 is supposed to do this much action. <laughs> like, I get that he's tired. Yes. That was even a joke in the last movie, when he gets kicked around so much that there's literally an outtake in the movie where he, he stumbles to get up, and the two other actors like move up, and he's like, no, no, I'm fine. And they just kept that in the movie. <laughs> it's towards the end when he fights the two guys in the glass. Oh, room. yeah, yeah. yeah. The ones um, who are so like everyone's so ah oh, we're so honored to yeah, fight yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um uh yeah, I Despite aging, he it doesn't look like he's aged in other ways than the the walking. You can tell that his body is a bit tired and yeah. he's graying a little bit. But apart from that, he looks exactly the same. Basically, yeah. Um <laughs> Great jeans, w- I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I suppose. I mean, he's all. I was, I was, I was looking at a picture, and uh, it looks like his fly is open in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe. What picture? Hold on, let me. I'll send it to you in the chat. That would be funny. Tell me, doesn't it look like his fly is open? Yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> like you see the little the zipper thing there. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> Who uh, knows? I wonder if that is a, a screenshot from the movie. If that's just a random screenshot from like an outtake or something. I mean, it looks like a movie. I don't know. 
Uh, either way, sorry. Weird, got, weird. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> just I got I got sidetracked. Um, where were we? Well, yeah, the movie and, and him being old, and, but still, still yes. definitely pulling it off. Yes, there are so many, so many um scenes of him like doing you know uh fucking takedowns in this movie. There's so oh, many takedowns yes. in this movie because yes. every every enemy he has to basically get down on the ground so he can shoot them in the head. Yeah. Um, because everyone is wearing bulletproof clothing. It's insane. Um, but then... Uh, where I, oh, I lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? The second thing I didn't really like in the, oh, this movie... Well, that's true. Yeah, sure. Um, is the new, somewhat important character, Mr. Nobody, or the Tracker. Well, there are several characters... Yeah, but him specifically. Okay. Right. I didn't feel like he... He was too much of a plot convenience throughout the movie. Uh, I mean, they've had that before, though. Willem Dafoe in the first movie literally saved his life twice. That's true. In one of the most important scenes in the movie, the one where he says, So you can either give up your son, or you can die screaming next to him! He's supposed to die in that scene, because they just put a bag over his head while he's... Uh, yeah. His hands are tied behind his back. And he only l- survives because Willem Dafoe snipes the guy in the head. That's so true. They have done that before. Sure. But he was all the time, everywhere. Yeah. This one. And that's... But the dog thing is kind of throwback to the first movie and... And the third movie. And the third movie. Because yeah. it's an attack dog. Yeah. Sev- several scenes a- where you just there are people walking around and then you hear a yeah. and then you everyone stops and like oh shit and turn and you see the dog <laughs> literally like three times in the movie even the coloring of the dog and the shape of it made it like a combo of the first dog and the, the chapter three uh, doggos that um what's her name Sarah had uh, Halle Berry yeah, Sophia not Sarah Sophia oh Sophia. yeah yeah um yeah no, no, I, I didn't have really have a problem with him or the fact that they, they kind of um, humanized Kane as well, uh, the the you know the the the, the second hand bad guy in this movie, um, that he you know, they they kind of made him into a John Wick esque character as well. We just you know yes. haven't followed him for three movies, um, but he's yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's literally done the own. same thing. Like he 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 got out, but then he was he had to get back in because they had a hold on him, his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean they kind of they kind of no wait. Well, they kind of make a character out of uh what's his name? Shit. Um the guy who runs the the uh, Osaka Continental. Akira's uh, father? Yes, Akira's father. Uh, ooh. Versus uh Sh- Shimazu. Oh yeah. Um like Hiroki his, Sanada. Yes, exactly. Hiroki Sanada. Um, he has, a, you know, he has a background with both John Wick and uh, Kane, uh, and you know, yeah, his daughter is involved, and like, there's, there's even like, there's even like history between Kane and Shimazu. Like, so when they have their fight in the garden, it's all yes. like this is this is because the other movies were all just John Wick. Yeah. The biggest side character we had was uh, Sophia in the last movie. And she was really only in it for like, what, 20 minutes? In yeah, the middle like of one a movie? fight scene and a couple of talks. And yeah. the only connection she really has to anyone here is her connection to John. Yeah, exactly. So they're, they're, they were like expanding the roster of characters here to those three. Um, yeah. But. But ultimately, it's all still. Um, circulating around uh, yeah sure John sure Wick. but that that made me think that like ah so this is where they're like introducing characters for potential spin-offs perhaps or or just just in general expanding the cast so that like cuz cuz there's times in this movie where it's not about John Wick at all like long sure. stretches of time where it's all about Kane or all about Shimazu or all about the sure. tracker uh Mr. Nobody um and I think that is like to to like softly like uh, like a soft introduction of a of a of an expanded franchise, expanded world, you know. 
Um, yes. I, I, I just get that feeling. And we kind of had it in the I third agree. movie as well, with the Rusca Roma and the Bowery King and everything. And they yeah. they keep doing that in this one. Like they're they're it's it's not just it's not just exploring or world building for fun. It's like they're obviously setting something up, which I that I guess that I don't like. I the I thing is, really hope I'll... this is the last we see of any John not just John Wick, but like this world. Like, move on, yes, do this something universe. Else. Yeah, exactly. Um, I agree on that part, but I did like the world building we got. Yeah, yeah, I don't um, mind. I don't mind the, the world characters building. we got to know shortly and briefly, but just enough to have ah. like a little bit of importance in like why they're in John's life at the moment. Sure, I don't mind that. This is good world building because it doesn't get yes. in the way of the story. No. Um, but now that we know but that they the are risk... gonna like spin it off, it feels like eh, don't yes. though. <laughs> I, it was already a little bit too much having four movies. I do understand why. Yeah. Uh, and and I think we'll talk more about that in in separate episode. Yeah, but, in our in the companion piece where we'll, we'll talk about the first three movies and what's yes. what's to come. Yeah. But normally I'd say like it's it's three movies or less basically. Yeah. But I can I can understand and appreciate why they did it. With John Wick. Yeah, I suppose. It's kind of funny because I'm, I'm just I just clicked on the trivia on IMDb and there it says the first thing that pops up is this series or the series was supposed to be a trilogy during or shortly after uh, John Wick was made. Yeah. Seeing its growing success, the filmmakers wanted to make sure to continue to expand the universe in which the films takes place. So yeah, they were supposed to make three movies. That's why well, that was always what I'd heard. That's why the the ending of the third one surprised me. You know, I was like, "What? No." Yeah. And why I wasn't? I mean, I I was still pumped to see the fourth one because I was pretty sure it was going to be great. Um, but at the same time, like, imagine if they just made three movies. If that was the third movie and it actually ends with, um, you know, Winston and and John, like, yeah, they're they're both like. Not part of the, the 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 company anymore or the high table or whatever, but they they get to walk away in the end. The adjudicator is just like, "We'll leave you alone from now on." That would have been fine. Yeah, and we would we would have had the rarest of rarities in this in this in in cinema a perfect trilogy. Yes, mention I know one other perfect trilogy, and that's Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's pushing it, because the third one is great, but it's nowhere near as good as the first two ones. Ooh. First two. Can you imagine another perfect trilogy? Where every the, every movie is great, where it's not like, well, the third one is okay. No. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I The can... Dark Knight. Maybe. But I... I, I yeah, I, but that's I, There still, are flaws, still... especially in the first and, and third movie. Yeah, and that's still wor- building on a character that already has so much that world too. building around yeah, it. It, it feels like cheating. Yeah. And we're still technically having more world building around that character in <laughs> yeah. new franchises and movies. So that feels like cheating. Yeah. But purely like one, one trilogy and that's all they ever made... Nah, nah, I don't think that exists. Nope. We had Pirates of the Caribbean, then they made two more. And then they expanded. (laughs) We had the Scream movies, even though the third one is not as good, I would have said that would have been a perfect trilogy. But then they made three more now. And there's going to be more. I'm not mad at them, but... No, I'm not mad at them, but it's never going to be a perfect trilogy. It ruined the perfect trilogy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, we had The Matrix, but that was ever only one good movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway. And honestly, I if if I don't think that John Wick 3 could have been a good ending un- unless it ended like the fourth did, which I'm not going to mention. <laughs> oh, you think so? Well, let's yes, let's yes. do this then. Let's get into spoilers then. Let's get into spoilers. It, oh. Like do the the general one. Great, fantastic movie. Yes. Great it's, movie, ugh, um, beautiful and great music, great great cinematography and action and and acting and 
if, dialogue and all of it. If you like the first three, you're going to love this one as well. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It has some of the best action. Uh, the, the the fact that he finally got to use nunchucks and use them oh, yes. properly was so yes. much fun. Yes. That was one of my favorite moments in the movies when he <laughs> got the nunchuck. And it wasn't even just a one-off. He kept using it for like 10 minutes. Yeah, um, yeah great movie. Great movie. But we, yeah, we gotta get into spoilers. some spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Guess what? He dies in the end. We kind of yeah. saw this one coming, though. Because like you said, it's really the only outcome for John Wick. Yes. It is really the only outcome. And that's why I kind of wanted him to die at the end of number three when Winston shoots him off the fucking roof. But that would have been a terrible ending. Like, yeah, we survived. Now I'm going to betray you. And... Yeah, yeah, you had to like tweak a little bit of everything else as well, obviously. But it would have also been kind of poetic that you've done all this to blah, blah, blah. But you know what? In this industry, they're still going to stab you in the back and shoot you. Yeah, but I I think the third one could have worked as a happy ending. That They they actually, like, they showed the company, like, no, you can throw whatever you want at us. We're just going to, like he says in the end of the second one, I will kill anyone and everyone who comes for me. So in the end of the third one, they just say, fine. We're just yeah. gonna let it go. I think that but he could have just been excommunicado and then just not have a bounty on him. Yeah, just live his life. Like they, they remove the bounty. He you, is. You lose all the privileges. Yeah. And uh, you are technically not allowed to like contact or do anything within the industry. But we will leave you alone as long as you stay out of it. Because that's what he wa- That's what he wanted. That was the whole yeah, thing with the first movie. Yeah. That's what he did in the first movie. That exactly. Was, that was, he was where out. it started. <laughs> yeah, he was out. Um, but the fourth one because of what happens because because of partly what happens in the third one and um, yeah the fourth one where where they're they're literally like tearing down the entire organization because of John Wick more or less like anything he has touched they're burning to the ground and he's touched a lot of that organization Um, (laughs) there really isn't another outcome and especially because He's so tired in the end of that movie. Not even just yeah. in the in the final duel. Like no, like, no, 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 no. Like like after after Osaka, he's just tired the entire movie. As soon as he gets his like chance to like, yes, I can, I can finally do this in an easy way. I can do the duel. That's it. I don't have to fight anyone else. Yeah. And it's like fuck no, I have to fight everyone else to get there. Only. Yeah, they, they, they throw <laughs> they throw every every assassin and thug and criminal in France on or Paris on him. Well, yeah, and some Spanish guys. <laughs> yeah, because they've been traveling around. Yeah, <laughs> they've been following him. Well, he, that's the the Marquise people, right? Yes. The very all of them were also very big and tall dudes, making yes. it look kind of funny because. Uh, uh, Keanu Reeves isn't that tall, isn't he? No, I don't think he is. I thought he was because he's he's always shorter than everyone else in the scene, almost, <laughs> except for uh, Winston, obviously, because he's shorter, much shorter. Like uh, whenever he's talking to uh, uh, the Bowery King or or Sharon, he's always slightly shorter than them. I don't know if we can look. Uh, I don't. Know, I don't know where to find. Oh, here it is. Yeah, he's uh, slightly taller than me. I guess he's regular height. I'm. I'm. Yeah, I suppose. But I'm then they, they hired like six. So they hired all the extra tall dudes. Well, yeah, of course. Making it look kind of funny. Yeah, because they're the you know bigger obstacle for him to take down. Yeah. Yeah, and the the bigger they are, the bigger they are. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> the bigger they are, the bigger they are. That's from a movie. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, I think it's Will Ferrell, but I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, where were we? No, that is the only ending for him. He can't, like, he can't really get out of this unless he's dead. Yeah, and they do set that up, like we said, with the with the tone being very heavy, very like, yes, uh, uh, like. It, I mean, they they talk a lot about like what comes after, no, no death. Yeah. What's gonna be in the gravestone? Of course, you know, the, death his- death also kind of looms over this movie because you know, for 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 uh, you know, in movie but also real reasons, Lance Reddick 
Uh, mm. plays Charon or Sharon um, gets Ron, killed yeah. early on in the movie. He gets shot by the Marquis. So like, now we mean business. We're gonna kill a main yeah. character here. But also, he died shortly before the premiere of the movie, unexpectedly. Very um, unexpectedly. Which then was kind of like, oh, when they like, oh, they're just yeah, gonna they shoot him five minutes into the movie. They couldn't they really plan no, that. Of course not, because <laughs> they filmed it like last year. So of course, it was it was even like he died so so uh, close into the the premiere that they couldn't even edit in a. Uh, in memory of yeah there was no in memory of but uh, you know yeah that's completely understandable I'm just saying like it was hanging over the movie definitely yeah definitely Um, I mean you understand it though because John Wick's been running for the last two minutes two movies yeah he's obviously invisibly tired of this yes and like every time he thinks he's winning he just digs a little deeper yeah, and that's really that's and honestly, that is kind of what they've said ever since the first movie, when Winston says, "If you dip so much as a pinky back into the the water, it's gonna, it's gonna like swallow you whole." Was yeah, what he said when he came back to the Continental, and that was the whole thing with the second movie. Like, there's consequence to come back. You can't just come back and then leave again, because there are no. people who have like holds on you. Santino had the marker, you know, yeah, and all that stuff. Um, and of course, the third movie is all about rules and consequences, which they bring back in this one. Then, yeah. Um, that, th- yeah, that the there was, yeah, there was really only one outcome, and that's that yeah. he dies. So the but though it's the a, ending, it's a, they they kind of have their cake and eat it though, because he does win. He wins. Oh, yeah. He ki- he manages to kill the marquee, even though the marquee had uh you know prom- uh, promoted a champion to fight uh, to duel in his stead he still got to kill the marquis in the duel so he did die a free man yeah he yeah he won he was free but yeah then because and that's also something they talked about like that he f- he feeds on you know the the the, the vengeance like when he yeah. get, that's why he keeps the, the, they talk about this in the second one like if he doesn't have something, you know, to to fight for, you know, he's he's something to chase. Yeah, he's he's just gonna die, and that's literally what it is. He's free, so he sits down and just dies and because dies. he yeah he's nothing to go on to. That's also they talk about that just before the movie, just like the third one. It's a little ham fisted with the with the themes, but that's fine because yes. it's supposed to be an action movie for yes. dummies. Anyway, um, <laughs> when they say like. Uh, those who what is it, those who cling to life uh, eventually dies, and those who cling to, to death, yeah, live they on. live on. So he's been he's been clinging on to life for dear life, because that's you know all he has. He 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 has to live on to remember his yeah, wife. Yeah, because he has this this weird idea that the only way to to um, remember my wife and I guess be happy is to live. Yeah, which. It sounds I mean, weird it's, it's that true. that's a weird idea. It's true, but it's, it's true in the like... first movie where, you yes. know, yeah, they, they, they take away they take away the memory he has of her, the dog. Yes. The dog symbolizes it's not it's not just a fucking dog like this in the movie. No, it's not a fucking dog. Prob- problem is that he has, you know, he has his um his revenge in the first movie. He kills Joseph. He kills Vigo even, even though he yeah. doesn't really have to. Um and if you know he had just done the job in the second movie, um, he, he, you know, he, well, he does no, the job, but then he does San, the job, and Santino San, sends Santino... people after him. But there were, yeah, because there was a way. If he hadn't killed Santino in the in the uh, hotel, yes, it would have been over. Because he was like, "Fine, I'm gonna let it go." Like, yeah, but he can't because. Because he is... He needs to have something to do, literally. Yeah, because he was back in... He was the boogeyman again. This, you know, yeah. um, almost inhuman person who's just fueled by hatred and vengeance. And that's why yeah. he ends up where he ends up. So when he can finally let go of all that anger and hatred and vengeance, his body literally gives up and he dies. Well, he's also been shot three times, but you know. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> Symbolically. Yes. He's been shot thousands of times and still survived. Yes. He's been stabbed. He's been strangled. I mean, he, well, I he's died say, so many times over in these movies. <laughs> yeah, sure. But there's one thing that I uh, appreciated with it. Because they did have the uh, the armored suits. Yeah. 
it didn't feel like in because we mentioned that in the episode of uh, uh, Scream Six. In that one, they get stabbed and you see it. And there's blood and they're still like walking around like they're fine, which is stupid in that movie. It doesn't make sense in <sighs> yeah. that universe. Especially the end. In this yeah. universe, I can accept that he's getting shot at and, and kicked and hit and tossed around yeah. and still being able to stand up and keep fighting. Because it's... But it's the it's the actual shot to the gut that kills him eventually. Yeah. Because it, it works in this universe. Yeah. It didn't feel stupid, like... How the fuck are you standing up after that? No, it's fine. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not questioning the 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 movie logic. I it it holds no. up. Yeah, it's just silly. <laughs> it's a bit silly. It's silly. Yeah. There were so many moments where the entire audience audibly gasped from like the pain oh, that yeah. that must have been like yeah. <laughs> falling. Because that height, hitting that concrete beam thing. Oh my god. That's also something. I think they just wanted to one-up the third one. Because the ending of the third one, I remember like, oh my god, he died. He broke his neck. Yes. But then he gets up and like, how did he survive that? He survives two of those falls in the fourth movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, one in one in Berlin and one in, um, in, in Paris when he jumps out the window. And oh he yeah. lands on the car. Right, Jesus Christ. Which is even taller. Oh, I forgot about that action scene. That's technically a separate one, I suppose. No, but it's part of the streets of Paris. Uh, I, yes, I, yeah. I lumped those together. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, the, yeah, the intersection, the the uh, uh, Arc de Triomphe, uh, the the old 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 building would literally become a video game. Because yes. it, it looks like uh, Hotline Miami, just walking through rooms and everything's like <laughs> yeah. overhead shot. Awesome, though, because he has a Dragon's oh, yes. Breath uh, ammo for the gun. Um, so he just sets all the enemies on fire. Um, and there's this this methodic. The cameras are slowly moving, almost like they've like pre-pro. Of course, it's pre-programmed because they've choreographed everything. Yeah. But like the camera just knows exactly where to go, and he just follows along. It's literally a video game. Yeah. Um. Uh, so awesome though. So cool. So. And cool. it was also like, because because at this point, like I said. They started repeating some like story beats from the earlier movies. Yes. Um like we said we had a guy with a dog this time. Um yes. we had um uh yeah um, no. Yeah, the the whole the uh deconsecrating or condemning of the the uh, the continental in New York. Um and al- then they're doing it again also for the Osaka. Yeah, exactly. It was starting like and the same with the fight. He had the cleanup crew coming in. Yeah. And he, him having to fight the cleanup crew. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Same with the fights. Like, so they needed... they, they But they still managed to be inventive with, with the fight scenes. Oh, yeah. Because, like, we, like that, if, that overhead shot. Even if the shot. basis is the same, the fighting is still new. Yeah, and introducing because new weapons. Because they take advantage... Yeah, they introduce new weapons. They take advantage of the uh, surroundings being different. Yeah. Um, this, they... they up the ante a little bit by having two different cleanup crews walking around. You have the guys in the black masks and, like, um, tactical gear. Yeah, like the ending of the third one. Yeah, but then you have the, the gray suits, the marquee guys. Yeah. But like the- and then onto that, you're adding his uh, associates, in this case, the the staff of the Osaka Continental. Yeah, where they introduced bows and, of course, yes. nunchucks and then the biggest one, swords, which they, which they yes. haven't used before this, which is insane. They've used yeah, knives uh, and guns, but now we got swords. That was cool. You can't run around New York with a sword, though. No, I guess. But that would <laughs> have been... You can I suppose. <laughs> okay, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, eh, yeah. Um, the, the only one, I wish we got more of that. They, they gave us one uh, shot with it in the third movie, and he was carrying it around in this movie, but never used it. An old school six shooter revolver. You know, yes. he, he builds one in the beginning of the, f- yeah, the third and he, one, and then he, he fires like, it once. In, yeah, he puts in one bullet, fires it, and runs away. <laughs> yes, and then we get into the room with all the knives, which is one of the best yeah. scenes in the whole franchise. Oh my God. They're just we'll get to that crashing. As well in the yeah, next we'll talk, yeah, sorry. Um, so in this one, uh, when he walks into the Ruska Roma uh, uh, compound in Berlin, he has to give up his weapons, and he pulls out the revolver or a revolver yeah. at least, and we're like. 
Why haven't you been using the six shooter? It would be so cool. Him shooting from the hip like that it would be so cool. But we never saw. Isn't it the one he uses in the the desert chase though in the beginning? No, that's a regular whatever semi-automatic oh, gun. It is. It is. Because it looks very cowboy in that scene. So I figured it could have been that one. Yeah, it should have been, but it wasn't. Yeah, no. Anyway, that's too bad. I wish we saw more. But then, of course, we didn't get the dueling pistols in the end. Yeah, it is very impractical if you compare to modern day weapons. So I understand why. (laughs) Sure. But I mean, you could still do some fun things with it, you know. And also for movie movie magic logic thing, you can kind of disregard the fact that he has to stop and, and put in new bullets all the time. Yeah. Because I don't think the bullet count worked no. specifically well. They've always been <laughs> very... Gotta be. Not not always sticking strictly to, you know, oh, he can only shoot this and this many rounds before having to reload. But there's always been, like, reloading has always been a thing in the sure. movies. Constantly reloading. Sure. And they did it in this one as well in the beginning. But yeah, towards but the end, they felt like he was just shooting hundreds of bullets between reloads. Yeah. It felt like. Um, and it might he be... even throws away a gun at one point and magically still has two guns. Like, yeah. you don't see him take it up or, or take one from like a holster or something. He just has another gun again. Yeah, when he gets that special gun in the end from the Bowery King. Yeah. Which they like hint at has like a built in knife or something, which we never see. I was like, it's like it extends. I don't know. Something happens. Yeah, they never use that because he throws he, that in the head of something. He shoots that until the bullets are out. Uh, like what is it? Eight rounds or something? No, there's an extended mag. So I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. I don't know how many yeah. rounds are in a mag. But then, yeah, when he runs out of ammo, he throws that gun away, and he never picks it. I thought it was oh, he's gonna pick it up. No, he doesn't. He just has another gun like, uh, magically. What, what was the point of introducing that as some sort of special yeah. gun then? God damn it. Well, you can just throw it away. <laughs> yeah, and keep using everyone else's Slide it on the streets of Paris. Yeah. I don't, that, I that's see. a nitpick, though. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, 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 like, honestly, it doesn't bother me. It's just when you're watching, you're like, hold up, your gun. And yeah. then, ooh, what's that? You just keep watching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, there's your special gun. Okay, whatever. We're fighting these guys now. Okay. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. <sighs> all in all, this movie, like, it, even though it's long, it didn't feel too long. It it just works somehow. Yes, yes. It's a perfect way to tie up so many loose ends, despite like bringing in new string and ends and stuff. But they all they all tie up in the end, one way or another. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Like I said, it's it's the weakest because of the well, not of all. I I still think the first one is the weakest one. Yeah, I know, that's, that's it's not. And the thing we'll get to that as well, but it's not. It's just because it's not ex- as extravagant, I suppose. Yes, uh, because the the other ones they they had more money, they could go all yeah. out. The first one is, yeah. but the first one is still great. I mean, we'll talk yeah. about that more in the Patreon episode. But like it, it reinvented, reinvigorated the action genre. Yes. Um. There were there were there were movies before it, of course. I tried, and some that I would say are part of it, like like sure. Fast Five. Like, sure. show that you can actually make a really good, old-school, big-budget action movie. But it wasn't until John Wick where everyone was, kind of like, ah! There was something unique about yeah, it. Yeah, Fast Five was too niche, because it was part of Fast and the Furious. Yeah. And that was why, you know. The Expendables tried, but everyone hated those movies for some reason. I, I get wow. why, but I like them. I like them. The uh, first two, yes. The third one, eh. I, I prefer the third one over the second no. one, Okay. Uh, we'll get to um, that in the future because apparently there's another one. Coming. Oh God! Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll get I heard about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this this yeah the first one the first one like showed us that ah old school action is still a thing, and I mean it's after that we've had this resurgence of action uh, of of big budget action movies. We've always <laughs> had like the the small like shitty. Uh, like mini straight to mi- Netflix. <laughs> yeah, mini budget. Like, uh, like no, no offense to Scott Atkins, but like Scott Atkins starring movies that, yeah. that they like, they they like churn out like two a year. They cost like five million bucks to make. Um, or like a bunch of you know all those straight to DVD and Tony Banderas action movies yeah. that he keeps making, even though 
he should be doing like or, uh, great <clears throat> dramas, which he does as well. But you know, the way too many action comedy movies that star um, The Rock and uh, what's his name, the short guy, Kevin Hart. Yeah, but those are big yeah. budgets. That, that's that's main. So, sure, but they're still I'm, terrible. I'm, talk, I'm talk, <laughs> Yeah, sure, but I'm talking about like, um, you know the uh, the J- the Jason Statham movies that nobody watches, like, yeah, like Wild yeah, Card yeah. and Parker and Hummingbird, yeah. like, all those movies. You know. The fucking uh, Universal Soldier sequels. Like, they all have great action in them, but they don't reach a wider audience because they're small, like, like literally, like, mini micro-budget movies, basically. That, yes. that, that are just released on DVD and, to, yeah, to streaming uh, streaming platforms. So nobody sees them, and they're not, they're not great. I've seen some no. of them. They're not great. The action is good, but that's it. The thing that John Wick gets, specifically in, in number four, I mean, it's all throughout them, but specifically on number four and number three, is the attention to detail. Yes. There's n- not just for story, but for, like, visuals and, and characters and... Oh, my God. Choosing how to, like, dress every single character. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a distinct style while still having some sort of coherence that they connect to this underworld of, of assassins. Yeah. It's so cool. And that's uh, that's also something that kind of became a thing in the uh, in the second and third movie. Yeah. The first one was more janky. But, like, I just want to read, because I... I, um, I, I, what I wrote when I reviewed John Wick on, on Letterboxd, um, I wrote, this is what happens when you take a generic direct-to-DVD action movie starring Scott Atkins, no offense to Mr. Atkins, um, uh, but you increase the budget and get a proper movie star for your lead role. Um, and you just, you, that, that's the whole thing. Like, you just have, it's just, it's just slightly better written. It's just slightly, like we said, more expensive so they can spend more money on, on action set pieces and choreography and stuff. Slightly higher production value. And that's all it takes to make, uh, to go from, you know, Shitty directed DVD action movie to at this point like a, a, a an, an action classic or a movie yeah. a classic movie I would say yeah when this when the when John Wick becomes like fifteen years old it's I think it's gonna be counted among classics oh yeah this is this is a franchise and a movie specifically where you can you can rewatch this till the end of times oh yeah like it's it's never gonna go old it's never gonna be like. Ugh. I mean, technologically, it might be old, but it's always gonna look good somehow. Yeah. That's There's a, it's the it's the composition of the imagery. That's the word I was looking for before. Composition. Okay. Every every single frame has perfect composition with colors and 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 uh, the sizes of objects and people and oh my god, it's beautiful. And then you have fantastically choreographed choreographed, choreographed Choreograph- fighting on top of that <laughs> with yeah. great story and great acting like <clears throat> is there really anything wrong with this movie well yes there is like you've been like, you've been like overall no 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 it's no. not it's great sure there's always details there's always details that always are details not perfect yeah. but overall this movie is a five out of five for me yeah, I I'll give it a four to five because I still think, um, I don't know. The, it, it there's always been details in all of the movies that holds it back from being like a perfect five out of five for me. As entertainment, yes, definitely. But as a movie, there are things I miss in these movies, especially the first one. And uh, this one. Oh, I but think. I'm I'm saying number four specifically is a five out of five for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not for me. I I I looked at it. I rated all of these as a four. They're on a they're they're even though I think two and three is better than one and four. They're still all four out of fives for me. Yeah, <laughs> for different reasons. Yeah, for di- exactly for different reasons. But like we said, but yeah, like I said, looking at looking at the uh, uh, the meta score and the user user rating on IMDb, people seem to really like this one the most. Um, and reading it's it, it might be like the uh, it's new and shiny still. I don't know. Might be, um, but I mean, looking at looking at uh, Letterboxd, 
It has almost exclusively fours, four and a halves, and fives. A lot of fives. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, now I'm reading like reviews from friends. Uh, uh, recent reviews. But here, uh, Matt Lynch, which I, I think he's a, like a, a real a real critic. I'm not sure. Um, four to five just writes Homeric, like epic, like like the, yeah. the Homer, the Odyssey. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I, I, I agree. Like this is, this is probably the most epic, just because of the scope of it and the look of it. Um, I'm sorry, I, I opened, I, I sorted on like lowest score and found a bunch of half star reviews. Of course, there's always going to be that. Yeah, but one person who actually wrote a review um, didn't really justify the half star. Okay. <laughs> it felt very long. The rolling stairs scene killed me. Yeah. yeah. Well, should we talk a little bit about that? Because that was uh, that was both hilarious and so frustrating. Yes. Because it was ridiculous in both ways. Yes. <laughs> um, he is scheduled for a duel at dawn. At sunrise. At sunrise. Yeah. Six oh three. Six oh three. It's sacre coeur. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna duel. Um, so he has to be there. If he's not there by sunrise, yeah, he forfeits the duel and he loses. Yeah, they, automatic defeat. Then they just kill him. Yeah. So he has to first of all survive the night in Paris with 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 now a forty million dollar uh, bounty on his head. I think it is. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and like I said, every every um, associate in Paris coming after him because um, he has a forty million bounty on his head exactly. and the 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 Paris underground radio station kind of like that <laughs> telling was, everyone yeah, where but he that, is that is a, that's a big uh, it's a big uh, Warriors reference have you seen the Warriors? Uh, no oh okay that was a huge reference the whole thing with just seeing the mouth and you know the all the close up hey all you boppers out there this goes out to in, the, in that one she says this goes out to the Warriors so you, oh, okay. you better run because they're they, I mean, all, all the gangs in New York come after them because they think they killed the, the big gang leader and when they didn't right. and all that. Good movie. I've Good seen movie. it in other movies though. So okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, I exactly. Recognize that it's, and they, it's even, a they even played the song Nowhere to Run, but there's some oh, shitty okay. pop cover of it. Yeah. Um, there are some other references in the movie, but I can't remember them now. Like obvious references, but whatever. Uh, um, yeah, the, the, but so, the staircase. So, yeah, the staircase. So he gets to the the, the famous staircase, the two hundred sixteen steps up to the Sacre Coeur. Two hundred twenty-two. I thought it was two hundred sixteen. Oh, whatever. I thought they said two hundred twenty-two in the movie. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> and uh, he's like, because he's been fighting all the way through Paris, and he's like, he's <sighs> tired, tired, and have to get up all these steps. He's like, fine. He starts walking up, and of course, the entire staircase is just. Filled with bad guys. And he's like, Ugh. So he fights them all the way up. And you can just see how tired he is. He gets all the way up to the final. He's up. Yeah. And then the Spaniard comes out. Kicks him once. And he rolls down the entire staircase. All the way to the bottom. I laughed so hard. Because it was... You and almost everyone yeah, else in the it, entire theater. <laughs> it was so ridiculous it was, uh, that you couldn't do anything else but laugh. Like, you... you, you I mean, I did sigh a little bit. Going of like, course. Because, oh like, oh my God, they have to get to. all the way up again? Yes. It's, oh, my God. Because that However, fight had already been, like, ten minutes long, and they had to do it all over again? Technically, though, it wasn't ten minutes long. No, it was Because I timed it. And they kept to real life minutes, not just movie minutes. Well, he was went over a little bit. He was, yeah, a little bit. But he was the second time he was at the top of the stairs and he was done. It had gone seven minutes and like twenty seconds or something. Yeah, which is what he had. He had seven minutes when he looked at the watch uh, at the bottom of the stairs the first time. Okay. Yeah. So they they actually stood like they, they that was good. That was a good detail. Yeah. But it felt which they never other do otherwise do. <laughs> rarely, yeah. Uh, it felt like it was longer, but it, it definitely wasn't. felt because it had he has to start he had to start over. And I mean, he did have help halfway through. Though, of course, Kane shows up and he's like, yeah. And that's also like uh, a good way to have Kane help him is that Kane has to kill has to be the one who kills him. 
Otherwise, yes. they will they will kill his daughter. So he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna help you survive so I can kill you. That's great. That, that's yeah. that we've seen that in movies, of course, but you know, it worked for this as well. I uh, yeah I. But that was that was a lot of the people who helped him helped him only because they had to kill him for one reason or another. Yeah. The tracker wanted to kill him because he wanted the bounty. He really wanted that house that he had in his sketchbook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which was his entire reason for doing this. But then, of course, Until yeah, John Wick spared and saved his dog. Yeah, and it is, it is, it is. Yeah, that's where he kind of lets that dream go because in the end, he is happy that John Wick survives. Um, yeah, and he, he and he has no plans on killing him. Well, first of all, he can't. The bo- no, there's he, no point. The bounty's gone. No by point. Then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He just he's just happy his dog's still there. Yeah. He realizes the the true importance of life, his loved ones, I suppose. Yeah. The dog in this case. Yeah. It's it's a fantastic movie. It is. Overall it's I, fantastic. I guess I would say that don't watch it in theaters unless you have a comfortable seat because it's so long. It is very long, yes. It I think we would have absolutely hated parts of it if we hadn't been in the in the like VIP seats. The nicer had. seating, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like sitting down down in the regular seats, oof no. No, especially in that theater. Yeah. Christ. They're like old seats in that one. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. Love that theater, but those seats are horrible. Yes. Um but yeah. I, I think we need to round this up so we can talk about the other things for the patron episode instead. Yes. So let's 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 round out there or wrap it up here. Uh, fantastic movie. Um, yes. I just I, I don't, don't know what else to say. No, yeah. We've been praising it all this time though, so I mean, there's nothing more to say no. really. I just want to I just want to I just want to reiterate what I what I wrote on on Letterbox here. Ultimately, John Wick 4 is a worthy sequel and a good bookend to the franchise. <laughs> and at this point, you can't really ask for much more. No. So please, don't make a bunch of inferior spin-offs and TV series. Let this franchise die with dignity. Move on. Make something different, please. Yes. If anyone he- hears this, well, we know they won't because there's no. too much money to be made. We have to keep the brand alive. And that's that's yeah. that's the worst part about this that you know, it's so good they're not gonna let it go. Exactly, uh, they're they're gonna they can't just end it. A- they can't just end it on a high note. They're gonna have to run it into the ground, and in ten years we'll have fucking I don't know what they're gonna call it, ballerina five, and it's terrible. Nobody cares anymore. Akira's gonna have her own franchise. Yeah. Kane's gonna Machine come back. Mia <laughs> teams up or something. We're gonna be on the fifth, fifth, fifth season of the Continental, and uh, now they're in space. It's just like, oh no, no, no! And you, it's and a blessing it, and a curse when you make such a great movie yes. and franchise. And just like we talked about a while back ago, when we briefly mentioned the fucking Evil Dead franchise, yeah. you won't be able to say, "Oh, remember those really good John Wick movies? They they were great ten years ago." Because we can't let things die anymore. Even when the main character dies, we can't let the franchise the die. The franchise lives on. Yeah. Like they said in Star Wars, no one's ever really gone. <laughs> Which is just one of the worst things ever to happen to the yeah. movie industry. Anyway, but- sorry to end on a low note, but I just <laughs> had to, because that's I, I know that's where we're going. To... If you want to just keep listening to us, though, check out the Patreon episode that will be out on the Monday following the release date of this episode. Yes. So now, this this Monday, or whenever you're listening to this, it's out already. Yes. Check us out. Uh, Patreon.com. Yeah. Patreon.com slash don't make a scene. Well, that's going to have to be it. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and we'll see you in the next episode, which will probably be... Blah, 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 be Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Oh, yes. But until then, have a good one. Bye. The spoiler cast is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. It is produced and directed by Tobias Vedin and hosted by Tobias and Rebecca Vedin. Executive producer is Annika Vedin and Laura Kinney. I also want to give a huge shout out to all our patrons over on patreon.com slash don't make a scene. Mom, Dad, Laura Kinney, Danny Del Gaiso, and Mac and Mom.